You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. 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 Nine. Ignition sequence start. Six. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Live on the Exeter Sports Network, it's Exeter Eagles football. Sponsored by Penn State Health St. Joseph. On the web at thefutureofhealthcare.org and in-home oxygen and medical equipment at inhomeoxygen.net. Tonight, from beautiful Don Thomas Stadium, it's your Exeter Eagles versus the Muhlenberg Mules. Now to the broadcast booth, here are your announcers, Darren Ziner and Mike Boyer. Good evening. Welcome to the Exeter Eagles pregame show on the Exeter Sports Network. We're going to have all the action between the Muhlenberg Mules and your Exeter Eagles at the top of the hour. Tonight's pregame show is brought to you by In-Home Oxygen and Medical Equipment, 103 Lancaster Avenue in Reading. In-Home Oxygen has all the products you need to reduce strain, improve ligament stability, and protect healing tissue. We will work with your orthopedic specialist to treat chronic pain, overuse injuries, sprains, strains, and arthritis. We also offer solutions for injury prevention, pre- and post-surgery treatment, and rehabilitation from the leading manufacturers in the field. No matter the brace you need, In-Home Oxygen offers low and high-impact bracing solutions for everyday activities and sports. Our fit specialists can help you get back to your favorite activities today and experience a better quality of life. That's in home oxygen and medical equipment on the web at inhomeoxygen.net. We are coming to you live from Don Thomas Stadium, Riften, PA. 63 degrees at game time, an absolutely beautiful night for tonight's matchup between the Muhlenberg Mules and the Exeter Eagles. I'm Darren Ziner, joined by my broadcast partner, Mike Boyer. Mike, looking at the offensive numbers from last week, uh, it wouldn't appear that last week's win was that convincing. Uh, in the total play category, West York wasn't West York. No, I think it was West York. Yes, they had 61 total plays compared to Exeter's 29, but the defense was dominant as they caused four turnovers, 13 tackles for loss, two special team, two special team TDs, uh, one of which was a nifty shoelace catch and a 51-yard punt return from Jacob Wolf and a block punt in the end zone recovered by Anthony Cachese en route to a complete 42-0 thrashing of West York. Mike, big plays were part of that big win. Yeah, absolutely, Darren. And, and the thing you touched on here is the two special team scores takes the balls out of the offensive hands. So our play numbers certainly in time possessions you talked about were down. But again, when you're getting scores from your punt team, your special teams units, that's a great opportunity for your win get football games. A bit uh, disconcerting. We gotta tie up my tongue or something so far. We gotta kinda like get it going here. But Colin Payne, three for 13, 70 yards during last, week, uh, last week's game. And Mike, during that broadcast, we commented that we felt they needed to stretch the field. It just seemed that the passing game couldn't get in sync passes in the flat on second and third down. Now tonight they may not need the passing game, but hopefully Exeter does get into sync with that passing game. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, we talk about the fact that that he didn't look good throwing the ball last week. His passes kind of fluttered. He was throwing off his back leg a little bit. The ball was sailing on a little bit. But to play the next few weeks and the schedule we're going to play and then hopefully getting to the postseason, we've got to pick up our completion ratio, and it's got to be a factor in the game. Due to those big plays that I mentioned, Exeter didn't need a whole lot of offense. Aaron Nangle led the way. Eight rushes, 79 yards, and a touchdown. Cabrun Woody, three rushes, 48 yards, and a TD. Ty Yoakum added a two-yard TD run. Exeter ran for a total of 146 yards, and Mike, expect a big dose of rushing tonight against a young Mules defense. Yeah, they averaged over nine yards a carry last week against West York, and obviously it's one of as many as plays that we like to see, but tonight I think you're going to see a, a very big ground and pound. Um, you know, you may also see the complete opposite. We may want to see him get Colin going, throw the ball a little bit more, knowing this is a game we should have in hand. Um, it'd be interesting to see how our attack is going to be. On the defensive side of the ball, we mentioned the four INTs from the defense. Kellen Boyer, Ty Yoakum, Jacob Wolf, Joey Reedy. Lucas Palange led the way with six solo tackles, three assists. Richie Karstein, a big game. Mike, the defense is asserting itself once again. Yeah, four turnovers is huge for you. We always talk about the turnover ratio and turnover battle, which will be a big um, stat tonight. But they gave up one yard rushing the entire game last week with all the sacks they had and the tackles for losses. We've shared our thoughts coming off last week's game. Let's hear Coach Bauer's thoughts as he comments and comes into tonight's game with Muhlenberg. Jerry Gellov here with Exeter head coach, Matt Bauer. Coach, how do you keep your guys focused on this week's game against a winless Muhlenberg when everyone knows who's on the schedule next week for homecoming? It's funny, we were just talking about that. You know what? We're not worried about next week. We're worried about this week, you know. We're not going to get caught again looking down the road. You know, our kids are still, uh, that taste from the Henfield game is still sitting pretty present in most of their mouths, though. You know, we were about this week savoring the moment and playing every play like it's our last. You know what I mean? They're such a special senior class, and, you know, they played together their whole lives. And sooner or later, they're not going to be able to walk down through that tunnel anymore. So we want to make sure they make the most out of every opportunity. Last week, you guys got great execution out of your special teams. Two scores on punt returns with an exciting TD by Jacob Wolf. And then a pressure block in the end zone for a second score. You guys also showed vast improvement in your kickoff unit with great coverage. Talk a little bit about the importance of good special teams play and what impact it has what? on your team. I think it's very obvious that we needed a huge improvement after, you know, Hempfield's, you know, uh, we had two games that we lost and special teams were not very good. It was definitely an area of focus last week and it's definitely an area of focus this week. You know, Sometimes we feel, we real, don't realize how important special teams are. They are a third of the game and we've taken a different approach and a different mindset. We've put some different players on there and we're kind of taking a little bit more pride in that unit. You enter tonight's game plus six in the turnover ratio, which ranks second in the county. Your opponent is minus six in the same category. Talk a little about how well you guys have taken care of the ball on offense and how your defense is creating turnovers. Well, definitely don't want to jinx what you just said there, so I'm not going to talk too much about that. Uh, yeah, uh, ball security is paramount, especially at this level, but at every level. Uh, defensively, we've been in the right place at the right time. We have a lot of kids with uh, 
with a nose for the ball. So hopefully we can protect the football and keep taking it from them. And coach, lastly, as a former standout player for the Mules yourself and someone who grew up in the Muhlenberg program, is this one of those games that can be a little bittersweet and tugs at the nostalgic heartstrings a little bit? I mean, I'm sure it does a little bit, but, you know, I've come to realize it's all about these kids. It's their time. You know, what happened in the past in my time is a long time ago. And, uh, my loyalty is to them, as always, and I want them to have the best because they deserve the best because they work so hard. Excellent. Thank you, Coach, and good luck. Thank you. We appreciate Coach Bauer's time, and we'll see how the Eagles respond after last week's big win. We'll have more pregame comments after this commercial message. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Penn State Health St. Joseph is here for all your health and wellness needs. We have all the components to get you back to the health you need. Our primary care physicians and specialists see you soon. Our urgent care centers see you quickly. Our emergency room sees you now, and our on-demand app sees you anytime. Whether it's our primary care, urgent care, emergency care, or on-demand care, Penn State Health St. Joseph delivers the best care anywhere. Visit us on the web at thefutureofhealthcare.org. Muhlenberg's coached by second-year head coach John Vorchak, currently 0-5 on the year, going through a rebuild. They lost to Sealings Grove 20-3 last week. And, Mike, as we've seen a few times this year on paper, it looks like this will be a blowout, but you still can't overlook anyone. Yeah. You know, Muhlenberg heads, heads into a really tough stretch of their season. Obviously, they play the Eagles tonight. They travel to Boone next week. They have Mifflin the week after that, and then Burks Catholic. Um, that's tough four Friday nights coming up for them. Um, I talked to some of their coaches this week. They practice with 21 guys in practice during the week. Um, you know, defensively, they're yielding about 107 points in the first halves of, of the games. That's a lot of points to give up. And when you haven't scored but 10 points in the last three games, you know, that's a, that's a differential that's just going to cost you, um, you know. When you don't score points, you turn the ball over, and you're giving up 35 points a game. That is a recipe for a very long night against the Eagles. Muhlenberg comes in led by their quarterback, Adam Zayorski, 6'2", 175. Running back, Aaron Shooker, and at the wide receiver position, number 24, Warren Reinhardt, and number 25, and let me get his name here, Gio Carvana. So they do have some skilled players. Uh, taking a look at the defense, some tape. Looks like they're susceptible to giving up the big plays. A 52-yard touchdown run, a 60-plus yard pass play. So at that point, it does look like it's a defense that Exeter can exploit. Yeah, I think we talked about maybe running the ball, but if they want to throw the ball and get some confidence in their passing game, tonight would be a night to get on track. You know, I'm a big fan of the movie Secretariat, Dan. And uh, there's a scene where uh, Lucian Lawrence says to Ronnie Tarquette at, at the Belmont, don't fall off the horse, Ronnie. I got to imagine Bauer told his coaches, hey, stay out of our kids' way, don't fall off the horse, let them play their game, and this will be fine. Looking at the clock, it's 6.57 right now. Muhlenberg won the toss, has elected to defer, so Exeter, once we get this game underway, will receive the football. 
both teams on the field right now going through last-minute calisthenics warm-ups. So, Mike, we talk about keys to the game, a lot of what we went through as far as the struggles Muhlenberg has and the high that Exeter is on right now. But again, Exeter must maintain that momentum. They can't let up. Yeah, absolutely. They've got to push forward tonight. And, and we talked about this is a game they should come out and do a really nice job. They have to come out and play very well tonight. This is this is bigger than just tonight. And I know Coach Bauer talked about they're in the moment right now for this game. But there's not a kid in the sidelines who isn't thinking about next week right now. Knowing coming to a team that's 0-5, team that doesn't score, it gives up a lot of points. You know, really, you just want to get through tonight and get ready into to Mifflin Week. So, you know, I, I know Coach speak and stuff like that, and, and that's you say all the right things. But to our guys out here in the uh, camo jerseys and black pants, I mean, they're thinking right now, get through this game as quickly as possible and healthy, do our job, and let's get ready for Mifflin. This game has a lot of feel as the Chichester game. Ultimately, we can look back on that one, but Chichester in the second half came back with a lot of big plays, just put their QB back there. Was that Chichester? They brought that QB in who was bombing away. You mean West York? Was it West York? Was it Holloman? Was he with West York bombing away? But ultimately, uh, it's something that Exeter has to defend against because they can get a big lead if they take their foot off. We, we continually say as far as lesser team taking your foot off the gas, they still have to do that, can't allow that big play in the second half. Well, as you talked about, no matter who the team is, you know, uh, I'm sure you've seen with Burks Catholic when they play teams and you play to the level of your opponent, you don't get it beyond it and you kind of dumb yourself down a little bit. That cannot be the case tonight. They cannot let themselves play at the level of Muhlenberg. They have got to play at the level of Exeter and that level's got to push forward. All right, and of course, I said the Chichester game. That wasn't an Exeter game. That was actually Berg's Catholic. We will have the national anthem, and we will go silent for that. We will be back with the kickoff after this commercial break. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. In-home oxygen and medical equipment are Berks County's foremost sleep apnea equipment specialists. 
We have a full line of CPAP and BiPAP supplies, including the area's largest variety of machine masks and cushions. Respiratory specialists are on staff to assure proper fitting and explanation of sleep apnea devices. We accept the most insurance companies of any provider in the area. In-home oxygen at 103 Lancaster Avenue in Reading. Call 610-929-2004. In-home oxygen. We are back at Don Thomas Stadium. Interesting part is we've already done the coin toss, yet they are having the players join at midfield. Yeah, I think they just do the, the, the pregame. I don't think this is actually real here. Um, I think they've already gone through this. They, so the coaches know what decision was already made so the kids don't mess it up at midfield. Exeter wearing the, I believe, Coast Guard camouflage uniforms this evening. A few players actually wearing different numbers than they typically do. Kyle Helm, normally number 78 tonight, number 74. J.R. Strauss, normally number 18, is now number one. And Richie Karstein, normally 66, is number six for the evening. Players have exchanged handshakes at midfield. Exeter back in the position to receive. Interesting today, we have freshman Carter running back deep with number 13, Jacob Wolf. Um, we've had Char Strauss back there most of the season, but giving Carter Redding a chance to, to get some plays here and, and elevate his progress through the uh, football program. So that's great to see. Muhlenberg wearing their away whites. Blue numbers, gold helmets. Spreading out to get this game underway. Matt Nautic kicking off for Muhlenberg. He goes 6'2", 230 pounds. He puts the ball into the nighttime air and we are underway. Jacob Wolf takes the ball on the 10. He's got the 20, he's got the 30, the 40, breaks it right to the outside at the 40 of Muhlenberg, the 30. He outruns him, 20, 10, five, touchdown Exeter. A 90 yard kickoff return for Jacob Wolf and Exeter on the board, six nothing. 14 seconds into the game. Absolutely, just split it right up the middle of the field, beat the kicker to the out to the sideline, and then race down the field. What an outstanding job. What a way to start here uh, for this huge crowd of pink as we look out here. Camo and pink, they go together so well. An amazing way for Exeter to get this game started. Mike Moser on the field for the extra point. waiting for the snap. There it is, the ball's down, his foot's through it. He doesn't get very much of that football. It is no good. So with 11.46 to go here in the first, a 90-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. Exeter six, Muhlenberg nothing. We'll be back after this message. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network.
Seasons Cafe in Flying Hill scratches your gourmet itch. Chef Joe Church has been serving Redding's culinary community for 35 years with delicacies like sea bass, Norwegian trout, galamad, and the house favorite, sautéed soft-shell crabs. Seasons has a TripAdvisor rating of 4.9 out of 5 and serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner Wednesday to Sunday with a Sunday brunch to live for. That's Seasons Cafe in the Flying Hills Center. Check us out on Facebook for hours of operation. Mike Moser has it teed up. He's put a foot through it. Taken at the five by Muhlenberg, running to the right sideline, gets to about the 25-yard line, call it the 24, and that's where it'll be first and 10 for Muhlenberg. You know, we talked about this last week where Exeter starting to kick the ball deep and cover and doing a really nice job. You know, they changed field position last week in that game against uh, York, uh, West York, you know, we were giving up the ball at the 44-yard line last week. Our our drive started for our defense on the 28, so we're inside of that right now. Great job by the kickoff unit, continuing to get better every week. Actually looks like they placed it at the 23-yard line, first and 10, Muhlenberg. Two receivers left, two right, single setback. Here's the snap. He's got the ball, hands it to Shooker goes left, then tries to bounce it right. Probably picks up about four on first down. It'll be second and six. Yeah, tackled there by J.R. Strauss from his linebacker position. Um, kicked the ball to the outside there. They're gonna give him almost five yards, so it's gonna be second and a long five, uh, short six. Can't see anything with those jerseys. <laughs> Second and call it a short six from the 27. Muhlenberg over the ball, Zayorski in the gun. Two receivers left, two right. Single setback is Shooker. Here's the snap. He drops straight back, looking right, fires right, but it's over the head of the intended receiver. That would be Cody Zur on the right-hand side. Incomplete, call it third and six from the 27. Yeah, they have two men right there. A quick out and then a seam by number one, quick out by number two. Just ball sailed on him, bringing up third and long here. And this is exactly what Exeter wants. Put him in third down and long and force him to make plays. Two receivers left, two right, single setback. Zayorski in the gun. He's got the snap. He hands it to Shooker, I believe. Fighting, trying to get trying to not even get to the 30-yard line. Give it the 29, he gets two yards. It'll be fourth and four for the Mules. Interesting play call there, playing it conservative. Yeah, I tried to spring something off the side there, just nowhere to go. We, we, we did a nice job up front, our defensive lineman. Jake Wolf back to receive the punt at his own 38. Ball's in the air, but it bounces inside Muhlenberg territory. Goes out at about the 48 and a half yard line. 
where Muhlenberg, excuse me, where Exeter will take over first and 10. Yeah, not a good start for the Mules, and we had talked about this. A team that's struggling, you know, they're up against it coming in, and they give up an opening touchdown to kickoff. They're three and out in their first series, and now the punt goes literally, you know, 20 yards, keeping the Exeter offense on the plus side of the field here, first and 10 on the 48-yard line of Muhlenberg. Colin Payne will come out in the gun. He'll have Ty Yoakum's sidecar to his left. Looks like Messiah Robinson. They throw a swing pass to the right to Robinson. He weaves his way through the defense, gets across the 45, but there is a flag on the field. Yeah, a little swing pass there to Cabron Woody coming out of the backfield. Uh, picked up probably about five yards with a flag on the play. We'll see what the call is. Looks like a false start on the Eagles. There we go. We're going to go into the, is it a six or is it an eight? So, yes, that's a six, which makes it Cabron Woody. Penalty against Exeter. They walk off five. False start. It'll be first and 15. The ball now on their own, 47. Exeter comes up over the ball. Colin Payne in the gun. Yoakum to his left, Woody behind him. He drops straight back. He's looking right, he fires. He hits Joey Schlaffer at the 40. He rolls inside. They're actually gonna mark him down at the 40. A gain of almost eight. Well, the, the near side official marked it at the 40. They've actually given him the 38 yard line. So a gain of nine, call it second and one. Yeah, 14 yards in that because of the penalty before. That's right. So it's um, you know second and short, another chance to take a shot here down the field now. Got Schlaffer flexed out here to the right. Looks like he's got uh, J.R. Strauss in the slot and Schmidt to the field. There's the snap, he drops straight back. He's looking for Joey Schlaffer who catches it at the eight and dances into the end zone. Touchdown, Exeter. Yeah, just like I said, second and short, take a shot down the field there. It's nice to see him spread the field, taking deep shots early. And again, Payne comes out throwing three for three off the bat. That is a great start for Exeter tonight. Joey Schlopper with the touchdown catch, got behind the defense, made the catch, hit perfectly in stride, goes into the end zone, 12-0, Exeter, 9.02 to go here in the first pending the PAT. Well, they might go for two here just to chase the points early. I'm not sure they want to do that. Let's see what they want to do. They're going to go for two. So they're going to try and get this to 14 and keep the points. Colin Payne is in the gun. Woody behind him. Bunch set to the right with Schmidt Yoakum and Schlaffer. Here's Payne's going to roll. He rolls right and he finds Joey Schlaffer all alone in the middle of the end zone for the two point conversion. 9.02 to go here in the first. Exeter 14, Muhlenberg nothing. We'll be back with more first quarter action. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. 
Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A teenager learning the lingo. Today I'm going to help parents translate teen slang. Now, when a teen says something is on fleek, it's exactly like saying that's rad. It simply means that something is awesome or cool. Another one is totes. It's exactly like saying totally, just shorter. As in, I totes love going to the mall with Becca. Another word you might hear is jelly. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. Exeter with a kickoff return for a touchdown. Now a four-play drive that culminated in the touchdown. 14-0, there's the kickoff taken at the five. Trying to get to the 25. Looks like he's tackled a little short. But it looks like they'll put it on the 25. First and 10, Muhlenberg. Exeter did a nice job on Muhlenberg's first possession, a three and out. Zayorski in the gun, two receivers left, two right. Single setback is Shooker. There's the snap, he hands it off to him. There's not a whole lot of running room. He might get over the 25 to the 26. Give him a yard. It'll be second and nine. Yeah, Gio Cavana there in it at running back. Um, nowhere to go. It's been the same story. Gain of two, but just trying to run the ball up the middle. Sugar's out of game right now this series with uh, Gio Cavana in the backfield. Zayon screen the gun again. Two receivers left, two right. Cavana the single setback. Here's the snap. He's looking left. He throws left. Incomplete. Nearly picked off by Kellen, no, excuse me. Andrew Miller, Andrew number three, Miller, Andrew Miller. Number three. From the cornerback position. And they ran that same route they ran in the first series. Number one's running up the field on a fade route. Number two's running a speed out there. Um, again, Zayorski not on target right now and puts him in third and long again, right where you said last time, where Exeter wants to be. Third and nine from the 26 yard line. Muhlenberg coming out of the huddle. Zayosker in the gun, trips left, single setback to his right, single receiver to the right. Here's the snap, he drops straight back, he's looking left, now he's forced to roll to his left. There's nothing there. They chase him out of bounds at about the 29 yard line. Well short of a first down. It'll be fourth down, causing Muhlenberg to punt. Yeah, nice job there by Lucas Polange, number 55. He kept contained, forced the ball flat to the sideline. Zayorski couldn't turn the corner, really, and ran it out of bounds after maybe a two-yard gain. Um, now again, here we go. Jake Wolf back deep. Let's see what happens. Set up for the punt. Jake Wolf standing on his own 45. The ball's in the air. It bounces on the other side of the 50s, takes a Muhlenberg roll. 
continuing to roll, continuing to roll, and they'll down it at the 30-yard line. That's where Exeter will take over, first and 10. Yeah, we'd like to have seen Jake will field that punt. Just come up and fair catch it. And there's probably 15 yards of roll right there that we lost field position on. But again, didn't want to take any chances. Uh, just played it safe. But again, I'd like to see him come up and field that ball, be a little more aggressive, just get a fair catch going. Exeter comes from the sideline directly over the ball. Colin Payne in the gun. He's got Ty Yoakum to his right. Woody is behind him. Single receiver right, Joey Schlaffer. There's the handoff to Woody. He's got the 35. They're going to give him the 38. Call it a gain of eight. It'll be second down and two. Yeah, Warren Wright at number 24, the free safety for the Mules making a tackle. But when your safety's making a tackle eight yards downfield, that's not a good sign. Don't fall off the horse, Ronnie. That's pretty much what we're talking about right here. Second and two from the 38. Single receiver right. That's Jacob Wolf there to the right. Hand off to Woody. He's going up the middle. He's tracked down from behind, but not until he gets into Muhlenberg territory. They're going to mark him at the Muhlenberg 39. Well, now they walk in a little bit further than that. Call it the Muhlenberg 38-yard line. Yeah, brought down from behind there by Aaron Sugar. Uh, if it wasn't Sugar, it was the end zone. So, Karan Woody, uh, uh, aggressive to the hole, hitting it full speed and just keep going. A 24-yard run for Woody. Exeter over the ball, Colin Payne in the gun, motion from left to right. It's a toss to Woody going to the right. He gets the 30, a nifty move. He's at the 20, he's at the 15. A host of mules catch up to him there, but nice running. Takes it down to the 12-yard line, first and 10 for Exeter. Yeah, they brought Strauss in motion there. They had Yoakum on the wing, brought Strauss in motion to Yoakum. They tossed behind it. Those two guys out there did a nice job kind of pinning in the defense and getting Kerbron Woody to the edge there uh, for another nice big game. They marked the ball on the 13-yard line. A 25-yard run for Woody. Colin Payne in the gun, takes the snap, drops straight back, looking to his left, still looking. He's being chased, and he is going to be sacked. It'll be a loss of about five on the play. Call it second and 15. Again, you run the ball how many times down the field here? You got the ball inside the 20. You're banging the ball with the running back. You know, I'd like to see him stay with the run here, punch it in. You know, you get up here two more scores, and th this thing is over now. You can rest some of your kids in second half. You know, that, that's a play where you, you know, just, I'm not sure I understand that again. Looked like he had an opportunity to get it in the flat, but I don't know if he felt comfortable doing so. He's in the gun again. Ty Yoken to his right. Woody behind him. He gets the handoff. Running right up the middle. Absolutely clear and into the end zone. Touchdown, Exeter. An 18-yard touchdown run for Cabron Woody. We just talked about it. Just get behind your big guys and run. The line's doing a great job. The fullback, Yoakum's doing a great job. You've got Strauss, the tight end, blocking here. 
and, and Woody's running very well tonight. He is explosive to the hole, explosive in it and through it. 5.33 to go here in the first. 20 nothing Exeter. Mike Moser on the field for the PAT. There's the snap, it's down. He puts a foot through it this time, and it is good. 5.33 to go here in the first. It's Exeter 21, Muhlenberg nothing. We'll be back with more first quarter action after this commercial break. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Penn State Health St. Joseph is here for all your health and wellness needs. Whether it be our primary care and specialists throughout the region seeing you soon, our urgent care centers in Muhlenberg, Maiden Creek, and Straustown seeing you quickly, our emergency room in Burn Township seeing you now, or our on-demand app, walk-in lab, mammography, and imaging services seeing you anytime. We're ready when you need us. We'll get you back to the health you need to live the way you want. Visit thefutureofhealthcare.org to learn more. Six plays, 70 yards for Exeter to go up 21-0. Mike Moser on the field to kick it away. Shooker back deep waiting for it. There's the kick. He's going to take it at about his 13. He's got the 20, still fighting, trying to get to the 25. They'll mark it at the 24. That's where Muhlenberg will take over first and 10. You know, Darren, I have not seen Eric Nangle, obviously in the game, and not even sure he's on the sidelines tonight. Um, you know, Kaban Woody starting at tailback position and running well. Uh, maybe it'll just give Nangle a chance to rest and recuperate. He's been banged up last few weeks, and you know, not a bad thing. You know, we talked about Mifflin playing next week here at Exeter. Mifflin has tonight off, this weekend off, because Reading High had to cancel because of COVID issues, so they have the night off. Muhlenberg comes out over the ball. First and 10 on the 29-yard line. There's the handoff, no fake handoff, running up the middle. Give him a solid, probably seven for the QB Zaorski. Oh, it looks like they're gonna give him nine yards on that run. Mark him at the 38, it's... Looks like they gave him almost nine yards on it. Call it second and one. That they did give him nine yards. You know, Zayorski came into the game averaging 4.6 yards a carry. Um, so he may be the, the only weapon they have running the ball here. He's got uh, number four in the backfield with him now, so. Two receivers left, one right, there's the snap. Hands it off to Shucker, but there is nowhere to go right there. Call it no gain. In fact, looks like he might have lost a little bit. Call it third and a short three. Good job there by the interior, the extra defense. Got penetration, got their hands on him in the backfield. Again, chance to get off the field Nine straight plays here. Three out, three out, three out. Big play for the Eagles defense here. 
The Mules are over the ball in the gun. Single receiver left, two to the right. Single setback. Motion from right to left. Here's the snap. He's back. He's looking left. He's rolling left. He's being chased. Tries to uh, get it to uh, a receiver, but ultimately ends up dumping it out of bounds as he was being chased by a trio, Ty Yoakum among others. It's incomplete, fourth down, Muhlenberg. Yeah, nice job there by the secondary, covered up everyone. Pressure came from the outside here um, from Chasey, flushed him out of the pocket, nowhere to throw the ball, just had to dump it out of bounds. And uh, Exeter again, three and out. And Jake Wolf back deep one more time, return a punt here in the first quarter. Jake Wolf back at about his own 30 awaiting the punt. Let's see if he does what you indicated, if he comes up and tries to field this punt if it's a little shorter so they don't get the roll. High it, punt, looks like it's going out of bounds to the right like side. Looks like a shank off to the right. They're going to mark the ball on the Muhlenberg 48-yard line. Second start we've had, it started on the 48-yard line. The last one won, I think, four plays for the three-yard touchdown pass to Sloffer. So good field position again for the Eagles. It's, it's all going their way. With the exception of a missed extra point early on, it, it's been all going Exeter's way here tonight. That, an 11-yard punt. Exeter comes out over the ball. We're at 3.18 to go here in the first. 21-0 Exeter. Colin Payne in the gun. He's got Woody directly behind him. Ty Yoakum to his left, takes the snap. Throws it to Woody in the flat. Makes a man miss. Makes a second man miss. There's a third man miss. And he's finally brought down at about the 40. Where are they going to give him the 44? It'll be a four-yard gain that he basically made out of nothing. Yeah, brought down by Makai Adonis there, number 42, defensive end for Muhlenberg. But Cabron did a nice job making people miss there. A little couple jump cuts there. Got the ball back. You know, gained some positive yards. As you said, made something out of nothing, really. Official timeout in the field here. Schlaffer's going to have to leave the game. Second and six from the Muhlenberg 44. They bring Joven Hollis into the game to replace Joey Schlaffer. Colin Payne in the gun, hands it off. It looks like this one is Eric Nangle. You're right, it is. Who gets inside the 35, they'll give him the 34. And it'll be a first down for Exeter. Guess they had Nangle hiding on the sidelines there. But hey, sure maybe did. the fourth series of time to unleash you, I don't know. That's a 10-yard run for Eric Nangle. First down, Exeter, ball marked at the Muhlenberg 34. Colin Payne comes out in the gun, two receivers right, one left. Looks like there's some confusion on Exeter's offense and they call timeout. 2.03 to go here in the first. Exeter 21, Muhlenberg nothing. We'll be back with more action after this commercial break. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Oh, 
in-home oxygen and medical equipment are Berks County's foremost sleep apnea equipment specialists. We have a full line of CPAP and BiPAP supplies, including the area's largest variety of machine masks and cushions. Respiratory specialists are on staff to assure proper fitting and explanation of sleep apnea devices. We accept the most insurance companies of any provider in the area. In-home oxygen at 103 Lancaster Avenue in Reading. Call 610-929-2004. In-home oxygen. Exeter coming out of the break. Moving right to the ball. 2.03 to go here in the first. Exeter sets up. Colin Payne is in the gun. He's got Ty Yoakum to his right and Eric Nangle behind him. Carson Schmidt far right. Receiver left. There's in motion. Looks like the sweep to J.R. Strauss. He's going around right end. Yeah, They're going to mark him out there. at the 20-yard line. Looks like he stepped out about there. Yeah, but that'll out. be first down. Sorry. Knocked out by Warren Reinhardt there, the safety again. But a first down for Exeter. We haven't seen that play in a few weeks where they bring Strauss around the end. That little flip pass in front. Um, it's an easy completion if you're the quarterback and it gains yards with Josh Strauss running it. But I said, we haven't seen that in a few weeks. And it's nice to see him bring that back out and put that back into play. The ball's marked at the 20, a 14-yard run after that sweep for J.R. Strauss, first and 10 Exeter. Colin Payne in the gun, tosses it to Nangle, going over the right side, a huge hole. He's fights his way through to the end zone, touchdown Exeter. Ran over the strong safety at about the three yard line and just took it in from there. Uh, again, it's nice to see him running the ball well. Uh, a very nice run, very physical run, and he finished the run as he always does, going forward. 149 to go here in the first. The touchdown makes it 27-0 Exeter. Mike Moser on to kick the PAT. There's the snap, it's down, his foot's through it, and it is good. 149 to go here in the first. Exeter, 28, Muhlenberg, nothing. We'll be back after this commercial break. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Seasons Cafe in Flying Hills scratches your gourmet itch. Chef Joe Church has been serving Redding's culinary community for 35 years with delicacies like sea bass, Norwegian trout, galamad, and the house favorite, sautéed soft-shell crabs. Seasons has a TripAdvisor rating of 4.9 out of 5 and serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner Wednesday to Sunday with a Sunday brunch to live for. That's Seasons Cafe in the Flying Hills Center. Check us out on Facebook for hours of operation. Well, Mike, 28 nothing, 149. We were worried about a letdown. We haven't seen it. No, uh, complete opposite. You know, this has been a dominant performance by the Eagles from the opening kickoff to this point right here, which we're kicking off with Mikey Moser. And Mike puts a foot into it, kicks it over to Shooker, who lets it bounce, and it does Oh, that ball's a live ball. I think Pick it up. That's a live ball. It is a live ball. If somebody dives on it, that has not been touched. There's no whistle blown yet. That's still alive. That's what they're saying. 
It's a that's where the referees it are picking up. It's still a live ball. The official has. Oh, now he is going to call. He's going to say that the ball hit the pylon. There was no official call. He stood over the well, football. The pylon's inbounds. So that's a touchback. It's not out of bounds. It won't be a penalty. The ball died literally inside the one as we're all looking on it, the far side of the field. Yeah, if it hit the pylon, you know, it's a dead ball at that point, but the pylon is in play. So, again, that's still a live ball if it's the pylon. So we will give the referee the benefit of the doubt. First and 10, Muhlenberg on the 20. Zayorski in the gun. Fakes the handoff to Shooker, tries to go up the middle, Exeter having nothing to do with it. Another nice job by the defensive line coming in, the backers filling. I think he may have lost a little bit of yardage there. Looks like a loss of one. Second and 11 for Muhlenberg on the 19. So Zayorski faking the handoff there, trying to go off right guard. But the Exeter interior up to the task, a loss of one. Second and 11. Zayorski in the gun, trips left. Single setback, he takes the snap. Quick pass to the left. Gets it to Kuvana, tries to basically cut inside at the hash, but there's nothing there. In fact, he lost a few yards again. Call it third and 13. The biggest part of that hit was when Strauss made the tackle, he went right into Kyle Ash. Kyle Ash took the worst, that little friendly fire on that play there. But like you said, another loss of play, loss of yardage on that play. Third and long, you know, third and 13 here. Muhlenberg comes out and trips left, single setback. Zayarski in the gun. We're under 20 seconds to go here in the first. There's a snap, he's looking left, he's rolling left. There's nothing there, he tries to throw it over the middle, but it's too short, skips in front of the receiver. Incomplete, fourth down for Muhlenberg. So another three and out for the Mules. And uh, we're still here in the first quarter with Jacob Wolf with a chance here, 13 seconds remaining uh, in the first quarter. And he's standing on his own, on, on the 40 yard line right now of Muhlenberg. Here's a score for you late in the first. Berks Catholic 19, Daniel Boone nothing. Well that, that answers a little bit of the question we asked about what was gonna happen tonight between those two. Nice kick here, this ball's boomed. Knocks Jacob Wolf all the way back to the 40. We'll see if he outkicked the coverage or not. Dance, still dancing on the far sideline. Brings it back to the 40, so a 20-yard return for Jacob Wolf, and that's the end of the first quarter. We'll be back with second quarter action here in Wrightston, Pennsylvania. It's Exeter 28, Muhlenberg nothing. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo GOAT G-O-A-T Acronym Stands for Greatest of All Time As in Spaghetti Sandwiches for Dinner They're my fave Dad You're the GOAT 
You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. So Exeter will take over first and 10 on the 40. On the Muhlenberg 40 after a nice 20-yard return. It was a great kick. Drove Jacob Wolf back probably a good 10, 12 yards. But he corralled it, took it to the far side of the field. A good gain out of it sets Exeter up in good position. Yeah, as we talked about before, Exeter's in great field position here, 40 yards out, a 28-0 lead. Um, again, I guess you have the option to do what you want to do here if you want to get your passing game continue going. Colin Payne's looked good throwing the ball tonight. He stood in the pocket. He's thrown the ball well. He's got a little too many men in the field or offsides on the offense here. Let's see what happens. Muhlenberg got a guy racing off the field. I don't know if they were trying to catch him or we jumped offsides. Yeah, it looked like everybody was moving on the Exeter offense except the center, which causes the challenge. They'll mark off five against Exeter, first and 15 from the 45. Exeter walking up over the ball. Colin Payne in the gun. He's got an angle behind him. Fakes the handoff, rolls right, looking right. Hits Joey Schlaffer just beyond the 30. He takes it inside the 30. And it looks like they're going to give him the 28-yard 20, line, 27-yard line, first and 10, Exeter. Well, that answers a lot of questions about what we talked about the last few weeks of seeing the ball thrown around the yard here for Exeter. Balls that had sailed, balls that were you know, just not thrown well. He has thrown the ball very well tonight. He's been on target the whole night. Looks very confident in the pocket, throwing the ball. A little boot action there, got him on the edge. Had Schlaffer wide open, hit him with the ball on stride. 18-yard pass to Joey Schlaffer. Now Colin Payne back to pass. Throws it up. He hits. It is a touchdown for Exeter. J.R. Strauss. Colin yep. Payne drops back, looks to his left, floats it over the top, hits J.R. Strauss in stride. He goes over the end zone. Touchdown, Exeter. Over the goal line, that is. Well, just like we said, he's been on target all night long, and there's another shot of it. Throwing the ball down the field there to uh, J.R. Strauss for a really nice completion and touchdown. 11-27 to go here in the second. That touchdown makes it 34-0 Exeter. Mike Moser on the field to kick the PAT. The ball's down, his foot's through it, and it is good. 11.27 to go here in the second. Exeter, 35, Muhlenberg nothing. We'll be back with more second quarter action. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Penn State Health St. Joseph is here for all your health and wellness needs. We have all the components to get you back to the health you need. Our primary care physicians and specialists see you soon. Our urgent care centers see you quickly. Our emergency room sees you now, and our on-demand app sees you anytime. Whether it's our primary care, urgent care, emergency care, or on-demand care, Penn State Health St. Joseph delivers the best care anywhere. Visit us on the web at thefutureofhealthcare.org. 
Here's a good time to tell you. We want to say hello to the grandfather of Exeter Eagles wide receiver Joey Schlaffer, 90-year-old Joe Schlaffer of Northampton, Pennsylvania, who's listening to his grandson tonight on the Exeter Sports Network, as he always does. Hello, Mr. Schlaffer. We hope you're enjoying the game. Joey's uncle Mark reached out during the week and let us know that his dad listens to the games. And, sir, we are honored that you listen. So enjoy the game. Exeter kicking the ball off. Muhlenberg brings it out to the 28-yard line where it'll be first and 10. Aaron Shooker on the return brought down by number two, Bill Garrison. Running clock, right? Yeah, it's 35-0, but we won't get a running clock to the second half if it's 35-0. So this game will play on through this pace throughout the first half here. Um, you know, we're hoping that you know, Exeter's going to start calling off the dogs here a little bit, but they've got a huge game next week, and I'm sure they want to finish the first half. So Coach Bauer in a little bit of a predicament here, what he wants to do going against a very outmanned Muhlenberg team. But the defense got to step up here again and get off the field. Zayorski in the gun, two receivers right, two left, single setback. He's got motion from right to left. There's the handoff to the motion man, but there is absolutely nothing happening. It's going to be a loss. Kavana on the carry for Muhlenberg. Looks like a loss of one. Call it second and 11 from the 27. Yeah, tried a little jet sweep there. They tried to get um, Kavana going across the, in front of the quarterback and get him to the edge. He never got to the edge. The extra defense was already penetrated and, and made the tackle. You said a loss. Second and 11 here, and again, there's not a whole lot you can do when you cannot run the football. I can't imagine they have many positive yards here um, outside of maybe that one series where they gained like nine yards in the first play with the quarterback, and that was it. Zayarski in the gun, two receivers left, two right, single setback. Here's the snap motion from left to right. Going for a sweep. Actually, it's a pass, and he hits him in stride. It, he's going to take it to the house for Muhlenberg. Warren Reinhardt, so let's set it up for you. They had the motion man from left to right, tossed it to him as if to try to sweep around the end, but he stops and throws a pass to Warren Reinhardt, who catches it about the 40-yard line behind the Exeter defense and outruns the defense to the end zone. Touchdown, Muhlenberg. Yeah, 73-yard halfback pass. Uh, they set it up the play before. Nice job setting it up. They, they showed you Reinhardt on the sweep. They brought the sweep behind that time, the motion man, tossed it to him, he threw the pass. Uh, Exeter secondary got sucked up there on the run. Corner got sucked up, we see it ran right by him. There's the kick, the PAT is good. 10-14 to go here in the second. Exeter 35, Muhlenberg seven. We'll be back with more action. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. The arena's been shut. The ice has been melted. The stands have been empty. empty. But a new day has dawned. The lights are back on. The ice is frozen. The boys are back. It's time to get back to hockey. Your Ruddy Royals and the ECHL are back at Santander Arena. The 2021-22 season 
starts on October 22nd. Get your tickets now. We'll sell you the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. Matt Nautic putting the ball on the tee for Muhlenberg. And there's that big play that we've talked about where Exeter, thankfully they have a comfortable lead now. It's not going to hurt them or it doesn't appear that it will be, but still susceptible to it. Yeah, absolutely. Again, secondary bit down on the run. You know, you're playing cover three for a reason. Corners and safeties have to stay deep. Nice kickoff there to the end zone for Natick. That's right. Puts it into the end zone where Exeter will take over first and 10 on the 20. You know, when you played in games like this, when you're a player as, as a starter, you're kind of glad they score some points because now you have a chance to keep going out and playing. Um, and always just get to 34 nothing. You kind of say to the extra point guy, hey, don't be afraid to miss this one. Let's not get it to 35 just yet. How true. Oh, oh the uh, energy of youth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Colin Payne comes out to lead the Eagles. He's got Eric Nangle behind him. Yoakum to his right. He hands it off to Nangle. Nangle's still trying to get yards. An inside run. Looks like they'll give him three on the play. Call it second and seven from the 23-yard line. Exeter out of the huddle, back on the line. Colin Payne in the gun. Hand off to Yoakum going over the right side. A huge hole still on his feet. Breaking tackles. He's at the 40, the 30, the 20, the 10, the 5. He's dragged down from behind. They'll mark him at the four-yard line. A little misdirection there to tie Yoakum going around the right end. Huge run there, run down by number 11, uh, Cody Zur, but 73 yards it took him to catch him. So nice job by Ty Yoakum there. A 74-yard run takes Ty Yoakum to the three-yard line is where they'll mark it. It's first and goal. I imagine we'll see and get it here again. See if they get in the eye. You got to give it to him, right? Yeah, I think out of the you eye, got, they're, they're going to give it. 74, you got to give it Let's to him. Let's see if he finishes this series off. Looked like he was a little anxious there, jumped. Yeah. And this will be five yards against Exeter. That was a pretty easy call, uh, knowing he was going to get the ball there from the four. But now he'll be at the nine-yard line, so we'll see what happens. I imagine he's going to get a little, at least two shots out of here. Let's see what happens. So it'll be first and goal from the eight-yard line. Exeter huddling up. Muhlenberg over the ball, waiting for them. Colin Payne now walking up under center. He's got Nangle and Yoakum behind him. The handoff is to Yoakum. He gets hit just inside the five. Oh, we got a personal foul. Flags are Guy flying. Guy from Muhlenberg just took in, threw down number 53. He might be ejected from the game here for that. Well, so, 
72 just walked off the field, took his helmet off and walked off the field from Muhlenberg. He may be ejected for that, though. He picked our guy up and just threw him down the back of the end zone in front of two officials, literally 10 yards away from the play. The extracurricular activity occurring actually in the end zone. They, they marked him down at the five-yard line. So they're calling personal foul here on Muhlenberg. Probably second down. It'll be it'll be second down, and they'll give him probably half of uh, half the distance. So it's about on the two and a half yard line. It was a dead ball foul. That's why it doesn't move up. So that's why it doesn't become a first down. There's, There's Yoakum. Yep. Hand off to Yoakum, running left to right, going behind the guard, gaping hole, touchdown Exeter. It kind of went back to that same misdirection, taking Yoakum over the right side, finishing off, capping off a huge three-play drive for him, really. And uh, again, you know, it's a, it's a blowout here, and unfortunately tempers are up, and, and that's what you have with that personal foul there. But I, I haven't seen a guy walk off the back of the end zone and start taking his shoulder pads off and uh, just, you know, shut it down and just say, I'm done. Waiting for Mike Moser to kick the PAT. Ball's down, his foot's through it. He rocketed, it's, it's uh, rocketed through. And it is good. 8.56 to go here in the second. Exeter 42, Muhlenberg 7. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Inhome Oxygen has all the products you need to reduce strain, improve ligament stability, and protect healing tissue. We will work with your orthopedic specialist to treat chronic pain, overuse injuries, sprains, strains, and arthritis. We also offer solutions for injury prevention, pre- and post-surgery treatment, and rehabilitation from the leading manufacturers in the field. No matter the brace you need, Inhome Oxygen offers low and high-impact bracing solutions for everyday activities and sports. Our fit specialists can help you get back to your favorite activities today and experience a better quality of life. That's in-home oxygen and medical equipment on the web at inhomeoxygen.net. Kavana and Shooker back deep for Muhlenberg. Mike Moser putting the ball on the tee for Exeter. I think Exeter's missing a guy here in the huddle for kickoff. Let's see. Unless they're going to come right out of the huddle again. They, they, they've run this run up, but let's see. Oh, I think, yes, they got 11. Mike Moser has the ball on the tee, waiting for the official's call. He has it, and he's got his foot into it, sends it to the 10-yard line. He's got the 20, he's got the 30, he's got the 40. Sideline, call looks him out like of they're gonna call him out of bounds. Shooker took it to the far sideline out racing the coverage, but did step out of bounds. They're gonna mark him at the Muhlenberg 45, where it'll be first and 10. Yeah, nice return there by Sugar. Caught the ball, knew right where he wanted to go up that left sideline, his home sideline. And so again, a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of energy here for the Mules, but 
First and 10 on their own 45. Zayorski in the gun, trips right, single receiver left, single setback is Shooker. Here's the snap. The handoff is to Shooker. He's trying to find some room, and there is absolutely nothing there. He give manages to fight his yeah. way through, maybe four. They're going to give him, wow, they give him almost four yards. Call it second and six. Three yards. Call it second and seven. Yeah, right up the gut, right, right into the, the heart of that Exeter defense right now, that front line doing a great job. Second and seven from the 48. Winding down to eight minutes to go here in the second. Zayorski is in the gun. Two receivers left and right, single setback. There's the snap. He drops straight back. Looking to the right, fires. Almost has it completed, but it's behind the receiver. Reinhardt on the right, incomplete. It'll be second and, excuse me, third and seven for Muhlenberg. Third down and seven. Muhlenberg comes out of the huddle. Again, puts trips to the right, single receiver left, single setback, here's the snap. See if they take a shot to the single receiver side here. There's the snap, he drops straight back, a screen to the left to Shooker, but it's too hot. And it's, it's gonna be a personal foul. But there's going to be a personal foul on, tempers are starting to flare. The, the call will be a personal foul against Exeter where the pass was already incomplete, but the defender pretty much drove through him and tried to throw him to the ground afterwards. Yeah, I don't know if he saw the ball was incomplete when he made the first initial contact. So, again, scoreboard dictates a lot of calls at this point. I think that's just the, the referees trying to. They're talking about it here. I don't think the extra player, and I think it was uh, 21 or 27, I don't think he knew the ball was incomplete. So let's see what happens. Again, I think the referees are going to try to get some control over this game. Tempers are flaring out on the field. And I agree with that, but again, you, you can't officiate the scoreboard. You have to officiate the game. Yeah. And it is a personal foul against Exeter. Which, after the penalty, will take the ball to the Exeter 37-yard line. Wait, where was the flag thrown? The original line of scrimmage was the 48. 45. Was it the 48? Yeah, it was the 48-yard okay. okay. line. That, that makes sense then. Well, if I'm Muhlenberg, I take a shot deep here again. And running the ball certainly hasn't produced a whole lot of effects in a positive manner, so let's see what happens. Muhlenberg breaks the huddle, two receivers right, two left. Single setback in the shotgun, here's the snap. Motion from left to right on the inside. Zayorski has it, a toss sweep. Running right, not a whole lot there. Nicely done on the Exeter defense. Ty Yoakum, the first one there. 
you know, no. that's that's the other play off the touchdown pass. You see when they run that motion deep, we roll our safety down to the motion side. We, we bring the other safety over. Our, our corners have to continue to play cover three there, though. We got caught bit last time coming down. That time they stayed back, but it was a running play there. Looks like they'll give them four yards. Call it second and six. Ball on the 33-yard line. A little bit of an empty formation here from Muhlenberg. Two receivers right, trips to the left. Zayorski all by his lonesome in the gun, takes the ball, drops straight back, tries to get it over Anthony Cachese, but with Anthony Cachese's height and long arms, that ball was going nowhere. He knocks it down. It's incomplete. Third down. Yeah, Anthony got his hands up there. Didn't get much pressure on, but at line scrimmage, when you're six foot six, six foot seven, you put your hands up. That's still quite an obstacle to throw over. So, again, the chance for extra to get off the field here. I got to imagine Muhlenberg's going to take this as four down territory. And if it's fourth down, they're still going to go for it. Third down and six. As you may have heard from the PA announcer, third and six here from the 33 yard line. Muhlenberg comes out, trips left, single receiver right, single setback in the gun. Here's the snap. He drops straight back. Zayorski's looking, throws it over the middle. It is, well, it's caught, but then Kellen Boyer rips it away from him. It's going to be an interception for Exeter. It was a tie. Basically, they were fighting over the ball, and Kellen Boyer said, it's mine, ripped it away from him, and it'll be Exeter ball. Yeah, nice job there by the safety, stepping into the trip receiver. Uh, gets the interception, we stop the drive. So good job by the Eagles there. The defense holds. Exeter will have the ball first and 10 on their own 27. Exeter comes out over the ball, single receiver right. Yoakum and Nangle in the backfield. Nangle gets it, he's running right. He gets the 30 yard line. They'll mark him at the Looking on the near side. Sometimes it's interesting where the near side official marks it and then they mark it somewhere else. <laughs> it's the glare off the field. That's what we're going to say. So let's say it's the 33 yard line that they're going to give him. So it'll be a gain of six. Call it second down and four. Exeter back to the traditional two tight end set, two back. Flanker out to the right. There's the snap, the toss sweep to Woody running left. He's got the 40, he's got the 45. Driven out of bounds. Looks like they will mark him at the 45. First down, Exeter. Again, Kerbrod Woody showing a good burst when he gets the ball in his hands. Did a nice job there at getting to the edge. And he finished that run by running over number 11 there, Zer, even though they ran out of bounds. He finished his run well. Good job by Kerbrod Woody. 12-yard run gives Exeter a first down on their own 45. We're under six minutes to play here in the second. Exeter comes out single receivers right and left, fakes the handoff. Payne rolls right, hits Ty Yoakum in the flat. He gets the 50. They're gonna mark him down at the 46. It'll be a nine-yard gain, second and one Exeter. Nice little play action play there again. Show run left, boot the quarterback out to the right. Tight end blocks down, releases to the flat, hit him and let, let him do the rest on his own. Nine yard get pick up there. 
You know, Cabron Woody comes in at five foot six, 140 pounds. Um, he finished that run, ran that guy over. That's a great job by Cabron Woody. Like two plays ago. He does run downhill, no doubt about it. Colin Payne in the gun. Uh -oh. All alone is uh, Carson Schmidt on the left side. A quick snap. They throw it to him, and he dances into the end zone. Nobody around him. Blown coverage on Muhlenberg. Colin Payne saw it, called for a quick snap, throws it over to Carson Schmidt, standing all by himself about the 45-yard line, and he runs in without anybody 15 yards from him. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Just a blown coverage. Nobody came out to this side of the field. Carson Schmidt was wide open. You know, it's one of those things you just wait for the ball to come down, and it's the easiest catch, the most difficult catch, because you're so wide open. You just got to haul it in and complete it. So nice job by Colin Payne to see that, though, and get the ball out there quickly. I said the 45. He would have been dancing at the 35. So Mike Moser on for the PAT. It is up, and it is good. 4.58 to go here in the second. It's Exeter 49, Muhlenberg 7. We'll be back with more action. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Kids presents what to expect when you're expecting a teenager learning the lingo goat g-o-a-t acronym stands for greatest of all time as in spaghetti sandwiches for dinner they're my fave dad you're the goat you don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same visit adoptuskids.org brought to you by the u.s department of health and human services adopt u.s kids and the ad council We are back. Exeter spreads out to kick off. Muhlenberg awaits the kick. Mike Moser's done a great job all year putting the ball deep. He's approaching. This one more of a squib. It's taken just outside of the 15. Can't get to the 35. That's where he is gang tackled. He'll bring it out to the 34-yard line, and that's where Muhlenberg will take over first and 10. If I'm Muhlenberg here, I run the ball and try and get out of the half. Um, you know, I, I want the clock to run now if I'm Muhlenberg. This is one of those games where the clock can't tick off quick enough if you're Muhlenberg. Sure. These are, these are the character builder games. One of those, you're already frustrated, you want to knock somebody's head off, but you got to keep that uh, containment within yourself and go out and continue to play hard. Yeah, absolutely, that's a great point. You just got to stay within yourself and, and, and understand it's not about you, it's about the team and what you represent. Zayorski fakes the handoff to Shooker, tries to go off left guard. Not a whole lot there. They give him a yard. It'll be second and nine from the 35. Exeter's defensive front, again, doing a number. Just like you said earlier, if we took a look at Muhlenberg's offensive numbers, they would be minuscule. Yeah, the long pass and the trick play and then the, the personal fouls, probably the majority of all their yards tonight. 
Second and nine from the 35, Zaorski in the gun. He's got Shooker with him. Three receivers left, one right. Fires to the left, it's incomplete. They try to do a, a quick snap and a quick throw to the left, but it's wide of the receiver, Kavana. Incomplete, third and nine. Muhlenberg has a screen or a draw. This would be the time to run it. Zayorski on the sideline getting the play, finally coming back. <laughs> Muhlenberg comes out over the ball, third and nine from the 35 yard line. In the gun, Zayorski shook her to his right, trips left, he drops straight back, gets it to Kavana on the right flat. Not a whole lot there. Tries a stiff arm. Nice job by Phil Garrettson to make the tackle. Coming up, went through that stiff arm you talked about, made a nice tackle. And again, Jake Wolf back deep to return a punt here. See what happens. He's, he's, he's explosive, we know. Nicely done on the defense. They, Muhlenberg really hasn't found a way to even get past the front seven. Yes, that big play, the trick play that got behind the secondary, but they have not been able to find a way through the front seven. No, and, and really they haven't found anything other than, like you said, that trick play. I mean, the defense has played well except for one snap. Here's oh, the punt. Wow. But another shank comes over. So that was at the 35. They're going to mark it. Looks like they're going to give him the. They're going to give him the 48-yard line. That's a 13-yard punt. And here you can tell the difference of two teams. Exer's on the ball, ready to go. Muhlenberg's just coming out in the ball right now. And I think we have a different QB. That's probably Mason Ritelli. No, it isn't. That is number 11, the freshman, a Carter fake, Redinger. A fake handoff goes over the right side, gets all the way down inside the 40. New One, quarterback in the game for action, number 11, Carter Redinger. They're going to mark the ball at the 38. That's a 14-yard run. And now they just brought in Mason Ritelli, the backup quarterback, number four. So maybe they're going to go with the running quarterback and then the handoff quarterback. We'll see what happens. But they take a timeout here, the second timeout of the half. 3.04 to go here in the second. A timeout on the field gives us time for a quick break. We'll be back with more action. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Seasons Cafe in Flying Hill scratches your gourmet itch. Chef Joe Church has been serving Redding's culinary community for 35 years with delicacies like sea bass, Norwegian trout, galamad, and the house favorite, sauteed soft-shell crabs. Seasons has a TripAdvisor rating of 4.9 out of 5 
and serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner Wednesday to Sunday with a Sunday brunch to live for. That's Seasons Cafe in the Flying Hills Center. Check us out on Facebook for hours of operation. 3.04 to go here in the second. Exeter will have a first and 10 on the Muhlenberg 38-yard line. Mason Ritelli now in at QB for Exeter. Interesting enough, they can put Richie Carson at tight end today because he's not wearing 66, he's wearing six. He hasn't played tight end all year, but he's got a chance to play tight end today. They Exeter has a jet sweep to Isaiah Choi. He lined up as a wide receiver, came in motion right to left. Flag on the play here on the hit going out of bounds. Let's see if it's a personal foul. So Choi took the ball down to the 27 yard line. It was an 11 yard gain. And we'll see what happens if they're throwing anything in addition to, and they are, personal foul against Muhlenberg. That'll take the ball all the way down to the Muhlenberg 18, excuse me, the 13 yard line. First and 10 Exeter on the Muhlenberg 13. Ritelli in the gun, has Woody to his left, single receiver right and left. There's the snap, the handoff to Woody, a stutter step. Look at the burst of speed. He fires through the Muhlenberg defense and into the end zone for a touchdown. Looked like there were a couple missed tackles along the way, but give him credit. Shifty moving left and right, taking it the rest of the way for a 13-yard touchdown run. Yeah, you make great points there, Darren. He did stutter step. He made a man miss in the backfield, hit the hole, made another man miss, broke a tackle, and then exploded through the last four or five yards for the touchdown. 2.35 to go here in the second. Awaiting the PAT. The ball's down, Moser's foot is through it, and it's no good. 2.35 to go here in the second. It's Exeter 56, Muhlenberg 7. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. And if she tells you with a child. In-home oxygen has all the products you need to reduce strain, improve ligament stability, and protect healing tissue. We will work with your orthopedic specialist to treat chronic pain, overuse injuries, sprains, strains, and arthritis. We also offer solutions for injury prevention, pre- and post-surgery treatment, and rehabilitation from the leading manufacturers in the field. No matter the brace you need, in-home oxygen offers low and high-impact bracing solutions for everyday activities and sports. Our fit specialists can help you get back to your favorite activities today and experience a better quality of life. That's in home oxygen and medical equipment on the web at inhomeoxygen.net. Exeter has the go ahead from the official. Mike Moser steps off for the kickoff. 
Muhlenberg back deep and the ball is in the air. Shooker will take it at the 10, he's got the 20. There's the 25 where he's met and he gets out to the 29 yard line. That's where Muhlenberg will have it first and 10. Richie Carsey did a nice job there running downfield and making the tackle as you said. And I have a feeling we're not gonna see many of that starting defense on the field here any longer. So let's see what we get out here. It's an entirely new secondary and a, a few new guys up front as well. Muhlenberg breaks the huddle. Zayorski still in the gun. Shooker to his right, he gets the handoff, trying to go to the left. Not a whole lot there. They'll give him two, bring it out to the 31-yard line. It'll be second and eight for Muhlenberg. Yeah, extra stills are defensive linemen in though, Kachese, Orzalak, uh, they're still in the game right now. Let's see. Uh, so is Joey Reedy. So the front four is still in, but everybody else is new across the board. Yep, Lash. So Exeter's defensive line is still in the game here. And again, I, I, I understand that at this point. You know, run out the half here. But Z linebacker and, and secondary are all new players, young guys. Zioriski in the guns got Shooker to his left. Two receivers right. Two spread out on the left. He takes the snap. It's a handoff to Shooker. Shooker tries to go over right guard, but there is nothing there. He'll lose a yard. Call it third and nine from the 30-yard line. Yeah, tackle made there by Sam Orzalak. Looks like we might have a player down. Yeah. That's number 65, Dylan Wilcox for the Mules, who's injured right now in the play. An injury timeout on the field allows us this commercial message. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen. By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. We are back at Exeter. Good to see running off the field under his own power. Big round of applause for number 65, Dylan Wixson. Exeter slowly walking onto the field, waiting for Muhlenberg, still in their sideline huddle. We're at a minute 18 to go here in the first half. Muhlenberg breaks the huddle. Zayorski in the gun has Shooker aside of him to his right. 
Three receivers left, one receiver right. Looking over the defense. Here's the snap. He drops straight back. He's looking left. He's forced out of the pocket, running left. Tries to throw it to his left. Couldn't get his shoulders squared. Kind of throws it at the feet of the Exeter defender. It's incomplete. It'll be fourth down. Kyle Lash chasing Zayorski to the sideline, forcing him to make that errant throw. Yeah, Exeter is now Carter running back deep, the freshman uh, replacing. He's, he's pretty deep right now. He might want to move up a little bit. Uh, he was about 50, 55 yards deep on the punt there, but he's up now. Let's see what he gets here. Looked like Jacob Wolf was trying to help him. There's the punt to the sideline. Nicely done, kicks in. It's going to roll to a stop at about the 30-yard line. We're going to keep it right here. We're at 40 seconds to go here in the first half. You know, they're 8 for 8 on drives here in touchdowns, but with 40 seconds left, I think they might just be taking a knee here and getting out of the, the first half. Let's see what happens. Exeter will come out with a first down, and this first down brought to you by Penn State Health St. Joseph on the web at thefutureofhealthcare.org. So that's exactly what Exeter will do. They'll take a knee, run these last 40 seconds off the clock. There's the snap, there's the knee. And I'll bet the officials will send them to the locker room, and indeed they have. We've come to halftime. It is Exeter 56, Muhlenberg 7. We'll be back with halftime comments after this commercial break. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. St. Joseph is here for all your health and wellness needs. We have all the components to get you back to the health you need. Our primary care physicians and specialists see you soon. Our urgent care centers see you quickly. Our emergency room sees you now, and our on-demand app sees you anytime. Whether it's our primary care, urgent care, emergency care, or on-demand care, Penn State Health St. Joseph delivers the best care anywhere. Visit us on the web at thefutureofhealthcare.org. Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A teenager learning the lingo. Today I'm going to help parents translate teen slang. 
Now, when a teen says something is on fleek, it's exactly like saying, that's rad. It simply means that something is awesome or cool. Another one is totes. It's exactly like saying, totally, just shorter. As in, I totes love going to the mall with Becca. Another word you might hear is jelly. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will think you're, um, rad just the same. To learn more, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. We are back at Exeter as Muhlenberg's band gets in position to share the halftime music with us. Well, Mike, when you take a look at a first half and as good as it can be, for Exeter, that's exactly what it was. Yeah, you know, we, we knew that there was an opportunity for this coming into tonight's game. We understood the situation that both teams were in. You know, we talked about it on the onset of saying, for Muhlenberg, when you don't score points, when you turn the ball over, and you give up a lot of points in the first half, that is just a recipe for disaster. And again, 56-7 would be a disaster in my book. Special teams got us on the board first. Jacob Wolf. And we took a look, looks more like a 95-yard kickoff return. Did a great job finding the hole, extended the punt return, or excuse me, the kickoff return coverage, took it to the house, and that set the tone for the evening. Absolutely, and you, you, you hit the, the, the nail right in the head there. When you come out and get a big player right off the bat, it puts you at ease, and it puts the other side you know, up against it off the bat. You know, explosive play. He's made plays all year long. We talked about the punt return last week. Uh, special teams continue to keep moving forward for Exeter. Kickoff teams do a nice job covering again tonight. They had one return out to the 45 up that sideline. But outside of that, special teams have been very good, minus the one missed extra point, or two, two missed extra points, I guess, now. Um, you know, I think there's been three bad plays for the Eagles all, all night long. The trick play and the two extra points. And that's, that's pretty much it for 24 minutes of football. The Eagles force a three and out on Muhlenberg's first possession. Come back with a touchdown of their own. Joey Schlaffer, 34 yards, gets behind the defense. Touchdown, the two-point conversion makes it 14-0. Yeah, right out of the bat, you know, good ball by um, Colin Payne. Hit Schlaffer going down the right side from a split end position. Got behind the coverage, made a nice catch and took it in. And, uh, you know, well, they were off to a great start, special teams and offensively and defensively for that matter, three and out. After another three and out forced by the Exeter defense, excuse me, yeah, the Exeter defense, Exeter then comes back with a six play, 70 yard drive, finished off by Cabron Woody and an 18 yard TD. Yeah, Cabron has done, had a really nice first half, hit the ball, uh, the pocket well, hitting through the holes there. 18 yards out, was explosive all first half. I don't know how much we'll see the senior in the second half, but he certainly had a great first half. After another three and out by Exeter and an 11-yard punt, that gave Exeter a short field, and we weren't sure if we were going to see Eric Nangle tonight but we did, and he paid dividends with a 20-yard touchdown run. 
in typical Eric Nangle fashion too. Made the person miss early on, showed his explosiveness, and then ran somebody over about the three-yard line to score the touchdown. And you're right, didn't know how much we were going to see him tonight. We saw him a little bit there at the end of the first quarter, uh, a little bit into the second quarter, but nice job by Nangle finishing off that run for a touchdown. The recurring theme, Exeter forces a three and out. Of course, at that point, allowing them getting the ball back. And J.R. Strauss able to get behind the defense for a 27-yard touchdown pass, making it 35-0 at 11-27. Yeah, another nice ball by Colin Payne. J.R. Strauss came out from the tight end position on the left-hand side, went down the seam. Caught the ball in a little flag route there, going to the back corner of the end zone. Caught the ball a few feet short of the end zone and just ran it in from there. And here's where Muhlenberg caught Exeter's defense by surprise, starting with a, basically a halfback option uh, in motion from left to right. He stops, throws the pass beyond the secondary, which came up to bite on it, and it turns into a 73-yard touchdown pass and catch run for Muhlenberg. Yeah, nice job by the Mules there. They set that play up. They showed the motion, the first down play. They ran jet sweep, tackled for a one-yard loss. They saw that when they motion across, our safety rolls down to the field. Um, they came back and did the exact same thing to the right-hand side. Safety rolled down. Corner just bit in on the play, got beat down the field for a touchdown. Uh, and that was the one trick play, the big play that the offense had for Muhlenberg here in the first half. That made it 35-7 with 10-14 to go in the first half. But Exeter came right back and on the strength of the 74-yard run by Ty Yoakum, ultimately they gave it to him to finish off the final two yards and at 8.56 of the second, it's 42-7 Exeter. Yeah, you know, he ran that little halfback uh, misdirection play around the right end, raced down the field for 70 plus large, like you said. Got a little anxious on the next play coming out of the eye. They were just going to give him the fullback dive there and punch it in, move them back nine yards. And so they said, okay, go back to the same play that got us here. They went back to that same play, running Yoakum over the right hand side in the misdirection and a touchdown over the right side. Here's a shout out to the defense on Muhlenberg's next possession. Ultimately, a throw over the middle. It was initially a tie between the receiver and the defensive back, but the defensive back, Kellen Boyer, would not be denied ripping it out of the hands of the receiver and securing the INT for an Exeter first down. Yeah, like you said, a little bit of a wrestling match for a live ball there. Uh, maybe the weight room paid off a little bit more for Exeter in that case. I, I know Kellen's mom drives him to the gym a lot, so uh, her hard work maybe paid off a little more for Exeter than Kellen's. Exeter comes back then. Ultimately, Carson Schmidt standing all alone on the basically a split wide receiver formation. Colin Payne recognizes it, gets a quick snap, throws it over to Carson, who's standing all alone at about the 35-yard line, runs untouched for the touchdown, and at 4.58 of the second, it's 49-7 Exeter. A little injury to insult there, I think, from Muhlenberg. Nobody came out to cover him. Colin Payne saw it, got the guy set real quick. Muhlenberg was kind of just manning around, looking at the formation, snapped the ball, threw the ball down the field to, pay, uh, to Carson Schmidt. And like you said, he literally went the last 30 yards with no one around him as he jogged into the end zone. 
after a 13-yard punt on yet again another three and out from Muhlenberg. Exeter takes it four plays, 52 yards, and Cambron Woody finishes it with a 13-yard nice shifty touchdown run right up the gut. Yeah, Darren, you said when the play was happening, you made a guy miss in the backfield, you know, made a little jump cut there, then hit the hole hard, made another guy miss at the second level, and then he just exploded into the end zone and uh, finished off a pretty good first half for himself. And true to form, before we went to halftime, Muhlenberg did get the ball with 2.35 left, but Exeter forced the three and out and ultimately ran out the clock to bring us to a 56-7 halftime score. We'll be back with more halftime comments after this commercial break. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Seasons Cafe in Flying Hill scratches your gourmet itch. Chef Joe Church has been serving Redding's culinary community for 35 years with delicacies like sea bass, Norwegian trout, galamad, and the house favorite, sautéed soft-shell crabs. Seasons has a TripAdvisor rating of 4.9 out of 5 and serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner Wednesday to Sunday with a Sunday brunch to live for. That's Seasons Cafe in the Flying Hills Center. Check us out on Facebook for hours of operation. The arena's been shut. The ice has been melted. The stands have been empty. empty. But a new day has dawned. The lights are back on. The ice is frozen. The boys are back. It's time to get back to hockey. Your Ruddy Royals and the ECHL are back at Santander Arena. The 2021-22 season starts on October 22nd. Get your tickets now. We'll sell you the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. Some scores from the county tonight. In the third quarter, Wilson 33, Penn Manor nothing. Another third quarter score, Burks Catholic 26, Daniel Boone nothing. Spring Ford 28, Boyertown nothing, that's at the half. And a big game, Why a missing, this is in the third, Why a missing 31, Southern Columbia 21. Mike, that has significance. Absolutely, you're talking about two of the top teams, uh, Southern Columbia in 2A, Why a missing in 3A. Uh, there was a lot of talk about Mike Roth having a 66-game winning streak there at Southern Columbia. You know, the other part of that is Bob Wolfram's one heck of a coach. He has been at Y Missing for over 40 years. He has won state titles. They're a 3A school. Y Missing is loaded this year again. And again, I I'm kind of surprised by that score a little bit. Having traveled to Southern Columbia, they have not seen many teams come in there and put that many points on the board against them. More scores at the half. Conrad Weiser 24, Schuylkill Valley 14. In the second quarter, it's Kutztown 20, Hamburg 13. Hamburg 
I've been told there's an update. Kutztown 20, Hamburg 20. That game all tied up. There was an update in the Wilson game. It's Wilson now 40, Penn Manor nothing. And Berks Catholic 19, Daniel Boone nothing. That's at the half. So scores for you around the county. But I agree, that why a missing game. Reading some articles leading up to tonight, certainly they were juiced for that game knowing the significance of it. Yeah, you know, again, we talk about Bob Warfield. He, he knows how to coach football. He knows how to get his team up. They've played the biggest games, you know, in state championships. And so going up to Southern Columbia was certainly a challenge for them, but a challenge that they were eagerly willing to go take on and race up there to Southern Columbia and, and see what they could do against what most people consider one of the best teams in the state every year. Those scores brought to you by MikeDragosports.com. Check it out. We're winding down to about seven minutes to go. The Muhlenberg Band has completed their halftime festivities and are walking off the field. That gives us time for a quick break. We'll be back with more halftime comments. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. State Health St. Joseph is here for all your health and wellness needs. We have all the components to get you back to the health you need. Our primary care physicians and specialists see you soon. Our urgent care centers see you quickly. Our emergency room sees you now, and our on-demand app sees you anytime. Whether it's our primary care, urgent care, emergency care, or on-demand care, Penn State Health St. Joseph delivers the best care anywhere. Visit us on the web at thefutureofhealthcare.org. We are back at Exeter watching Muhlenberg's field goal kicker drill him with ease from probably 40 yards. He's the only one out there, so he's pretty much got a captive audience. Darren, I'm not sure how many field goals you're going to kick when you're down 56-7 to seven at the half, but maybe we'll see him unload a long one here. Who knows? Um, how about that long kick in the NFL this past weekend of 66 yards? 66 <laughs> yards that bounces off the crossbar, <laughs> somehow manages to go in. But think about it. Tom Dempsey, who originally set the 63-yarder back in 1973. Now I realize he had half a foot and... Maybe he was kicking with a steel plate. Ah, details. Well, not maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Just maybe. Maybe. You know, stories are out there, and they're on the Internet, so you, you can never believe them or not. I, I don't know. but Well, Prater tied that then the other year. He did. And then again. Well, he tried to kick a 68-yarder, yeah, which that Jacksonville <laughs> returned for 109 <laughs> yards. It's like, oops. So he went for the longest kick in NFL history and wound up giving the longest touchdown in NFL history. That's right. But, uh, you know, Justin Tucker is, is just unbelievable. Um, you know, his, he hits that crossbar, but still, to win the game, and that thing was as straight as an arrow, hit the middle of the, of the goalpost on the top of that crossbar. I watched the highlight, and he, he gave a little crow hop 
before he even kicked it. He, he, he did this little crow hop, and then he went into the actual kick itself. It was something I else. heard him say he, he viewed it as a kickoff. He was going to kick like a kickoff. And yeah. So if it got blocked, it got blocked. But that's the only way he was going to get the ball to travel 66 yards in the air. The fact that that ball wasn't blocked, uh, it's one of those where, I'm sorry, I'm looking at Jacksonville saying, I would have put my 6'9 my guy that I use one time a year over the center, or maybe off right center because you can't touch the center anymore. Sure, sure. But that's where he's going to be, and if you're going to kick it, you're getting that thing 17 feet in the air and go ahead and make a 66-yarder that way. You know, you always see those sports science things, and it says, you know, what is the mathematical equation? I would like to know what the mathematical equation would have been for the, uh, the kick, what the percentage of making that kick would have been if he kicked it 10 times. For those of you still following your Philadelphia Phillies, I'm not exactly sure why you would be at this point, but if you are the diehard fan that you are, here's a score for you in the bottom of the fourth. It's the Philadelphia Phillies three, the powerhouse Miami Marlins nothing. I am a diehard Phillies fan, and when they couldn't beat the Orioles, and then they went and blew the next series. Uh, it just killed me. Just killed me. I'm glad I'm not a diehard Phillies fan because the disappointment year after year after year. Yes, I know, 2008, so absolutely have something to hold on to. Don't get me wrong. However, however, these last two years, there was a chance. There was a chance coming down to the last two weeks of the season, and, and they lifted you up, and then they basically decided to cut the bottom of the bucket out and you fell. Well, they, they put in a guy number 74 to face a guy number 78 <laughs> in the eighth inning of the Orioles game. And I thought, how is that even possible that MLB in a playoff hunt, we have a guy wearing number 74 pitching to a guy batting wearing 78. And that shows you where the Phillies were. Well, did Major League Baseball do something similar than the NFL? Which, of course, is why now I know absolutely nobody on my team because everybody has changed jersey numbers. <laughs> so if, if MLB has done that, then good for them because they've just made you know, baseball as confusing as the NFL is right now. No, I don't think that was the case. I think you get to pick your number. Or for those guys, when you come up, the clubhouse guy says, here's your number, enjoy it. Oh, great, 74. <laughs> I it's like when you line up as a receiver and the guy playing corner is wearing 58. You're thinking, uh, throw the ball, let's go. Mismatch right here. I've got 58 on me playing corner. <laughs> We've got about a minute and a half to go till we get started here in the second half. That gives us time for a quick break. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. In-home oxygen and medical equipment are Berks County's foremost sleep apnea equipment specialists. We have a full line of CPAP and BiPAP supplies, including the area's largest variety of machine masks and cushions. Respiratory specialists are on staff to assure proper fitting and explanation of sleep apnea devices. We accept the most insurance companies of any provider in the area. In-home oxygen at 103 Lancaster Avenue in Reading. Call 610-929-2004. In-home oxygen. And we're back here to Riften. Uh, we wind down the last few seconds of halftime. The Muhlenberg band's off the field, but the entertainment has not stopped here at Exeter. 
Colin Payne's little brother, James Payne, is in the bleachers here, dancing and blowing bubbles all over his face. It might be the most entertaining part of the second quarter. Absolutely it is. And let me tell you, he does have some moves, and Exeter certainly has something to look forward to if he's going to follow in his brother's footsteps. Here's an updated score for you. Why am missing in the third quarter? 38, Southern Columbia 21. So they are on the march to try to put an end to that uh, winning streak. Both teams are wing T teams. Why am missing will not throw the ball again. And Southern Columbia will try and come back with a waggle pass. Um, again, the, the one thing that was interesting about the article that, that Mike Drago had when they talked to Mike Roth, he said, oh, you know, everybody wants to be spread off and to do this, do that, and everything else. But that uh, YM Missing Wing T scored 38 points tonight, so they're doing something right. They absolutely are. Taking a look, Burks Catholic, an updated score, 26-0 over Daniel Boone in the third. Everything else looks the same, so we'll have an update for you as we progress through the evening. Darren, I'm looking at my roster. I'm crossing off the names of all the guys who just played in the first half because I doubt we'll see them in the second half. And we're going to learn some new names of Exeter players here, I believe, in the third and fourth quarter. That we are. We are pulling out our Exeter roster so we can check out as far as who will be on the field for you. But give credit to the Exeter fans. Tonight, the cheerleaders had a pink out. And they showed up in force. Yes, I, I almost couldn't get in the press box today with all the uh, pink bows out there from the cheerleaders for the youth organization. It was like a land of little pink bowed little children out there all over the place trying to get gathered up so they could help the team enter the field for pregame. It was. You almost felt guilty walking among them because although I was aware of the pink out, I didn't wear my dreaded pink. So it's one of those where you get the finger pointed at you. Oh, you didn't wear pink. I'm sorry. I, I do support you, honest, but sometimes life goes on. I don't think we will look nearly as cute as those little girls with those pink bows in uh, our hair. So I exactly think we're okay. It. That's exactly it. Our producer frantically writing, this is going to be scary. <laughs> and anytime he picks up his notepad and starts scribbling away, the first thing is you have to decipher. We support. Oh, yeah. Well, we're down to under a minute and a half till we get started here in the second half. Muhlenberg out doing their calisthenics. Exeter on the sideline. A lot of the starters have their helmets off. So it will be interesting to see as far as who will be on the field. Carter Redding warming up, as is Mason Rotelli. So good chance we'll see Mason, I think, just like even though they brought Carter in to have that run, I think uh, ultimately it'll just be a handoff situation for the most part the rest of this second it, half. It may be the old fire and ice attack. Like you said, one hands off, one runs. Uh, we'll get the uh, Cordell Stewart and, you know, all the, the famous running quarterbacks with the running back type of situations. But, um, you know, we saw Carter Redding take that first carry for 11 yards, and then he came out and made sure to went in and handed the ball off. That's right. So it'll be interesting as far as who they put in at running back as well. 
That is a good question because uh, you would think Eric Nangle will take a seat. Ty Yoakum would take a seat. Cabrun Woody would take a seat. So it'll be interesting to see who they put in the backfield just to ultimately run out this clock. And again, I, I do not believe Messiah Robinson is here tonight as the, the backup running back of the junior. So I don't know how many running backs they have left. It may have to be Kerbron Woody here in the second half. Well, I'm showing Phil Garretson is a running back. A senior who plays defense and starts, though, so I imagine you won't see him in the game anymore. There's a how about Gavin Reiking, a sophomore, a 5'7 sophomore, number eight? Possibly. Um, there's a Nigel Meekins, number 25. Like I said, place your bets and let's see what happens. That's right. Yes, one of the interesting things about calling football games, especially high school football games, we've had probably the longest halftime that we could potentially have while we're calling a game. A and lot of activities went on. Muhlenberg, of course, played, and they had extended time when we first started our halftime show, and it's been showing 12 minutes up on the clock probably for the last 12 minutes. So we've had some filler, and you folks at home have been fantastic listening to us. Currently... An update for you, Spring Ford 35, Boyertown nothing. Well, it looks like Muhlenberg's taking the field to return this kick, so maybe the banter is over at this point. We'll see. Is there a backup kicker, or will they let Mo Moser kick here? That would be interesting to see as well. Well, I think, well, that's a good question. You would think they would let Moser kick it, because if nothing less, he can. But let's see who gets the football. There's 88, that's Zandier, Zach, yeah. Zandier. Zach Zandier. I think he had the interception last week, the last one. He did, yes he did. The 6-6 kicker, backup kicker at 6-6. 6-6-205, there you go. There's your NFL kicker these days. <laughs> he should be a punter. <laughs> so Zandier stepping it off. He's got the okay from the referee. Approaching the football. And our second half is underway. He kicks it deep. It's inside the 15. He's got the 25, the 30. Gets out to about the 35. That's where they'll give it to Muhlenberg. It'll be first and 10. Not a bad kick by Zaxian. Did that ball come down around the 10-yard line? So, uh, you know, hey, good backup kicker to have. Uh, that 6-6 six, six frame gives you a lot of leverage on that on that swinging boot. Absolutely. Call at the 34-yard line. That's where Muhlenberg will take over first and 10. These are the games when you're an underclassman. You, you stick right next to the coach. You pray to God he sees you and, and puts you in when they need someone to go in the game. After three full, Burks Catholic 33. Daniel Boone nothing. There's the snap. It's fumbled, but the QB picks it back up, runs it out. Muhlenberg has put in a new QB as well. Number eight. It's number. Th 
number eight. Looked like number two. They might have had number two in there initially for that play, Drew uh, Fiddler. But yes, number eight now, David Rosario in at QB now. Muhlenberg comes out, single setback, two receivers left, one far right. There's the snap. He, again, he fumbles the snap, but now he's rolling right. Tries to throw it across the middle, but it's incomplete. Pressure coming from the backside. Yeah, again, extra defense does a nice job again. Um, Number 73. Oh, Ryan McConnell, one of the McConnell twins. Puts the pressure on there. Darren, as I scan the Muhlenberg sideline, number two's on crutches over there. Well, I guess it wasn't him then, was it? <laughs> <laughs> really? Crutches? Come on. With these kids, I'm these kids, you, would, these kids would be out there with crutches. Come on. Well, well, look, number eight, number two, the light hits it a certain way. It's the, shim, the sheer shim off the field. I understand. Exactly. That's what I'm going with. I like it. Third down for Muhlenberg. Rosario in the gun. He gets the snap. Steps straight back. A lot of pressure. He finds his receiver on the left-hand side. We're going to find out who that is for you in just a moment. Number 10. Oh, that was Torek. Yes, we saw that earlier as we took a look. Jacob Torek makes the catch for Muhlenberg. He's at the sticks, gets across for a first down for Muhlenberg. The only question I have defensive for us right now is why is 84 in the game? I saw him. They have him on the defensive line on the right side. There is a handoff, but there is nothing going. The Exeter defense just absolutely blew up the Muhlenberg offensive line. Number 73 again, one of the McConnell twins. It's a loss of two. Second and 12 from the 44. Yeah, nice job there by Ryan McConnell. Again, second defense line's in. They're doing a great job. And these are the kids that have something to prove. They're not out there very much, so they're going to make the best and make that play, and you'll see them on the tape. Absolutely. A chance to just maybe get in a special team later on. Muhlenberg in the gun. There's a throw over the middle. It's complete. as we scramble to find out who actually made the catch. Number 86, Jordan Rosario. If you look at the roster, there's like five Rosarios in a row. <laughs> so I, I don't know if they're all rel related or just well, that one, that one was, was by itself over here. So took me a little bit to find that one. So that that I don't know if that was brother to brother because David Rosario at QB. And he hits Jordan Rosario. So that's a first down. Takes it to the Exeter 40. First and 10. There's the snap. He's looking. Throws it out in the flat. It's complete, but he's hit immediately. By number 84, Joey Schlaffer. Gavin Reiking also in on that tackle. The classic, the classic, we don't have number 12. 
on our roster. So number 12 made the catch there, but he was hit immediately. It's a loss of one. So second 11 for Muhlenberg at the 41-yard line. Rosario's in the gun, single receiver right, two left, one goes in motion right to left, single setback. Here comes the Exeter rush. He tries to get rid of it. They're going to say it's an incomplete pass, but there was a trio of Exeter Eagles all over him. The closest receiver that play was number 73 for the Mules, by the way. He barely got it back to the line of scrimmage, if, if he actually did. Yeah, Ryan McConnell again putting the pressure there on Rosario, bringing up third and extra long. Third and 11 from the 41. We've got a running clock under six minutes to go here in the third. Millenberg comes up to the line. Rosario in the gun, single setback. Two receivers left, one right. Looks over the defense. There's the snap. He's looking left. He's looking left. Uh -oh. It's picked off. He throws left, picked off. Wide open field, nothing there. Touchdown, Joey Schlaffer. A 59-yard INT return for a touchdown by Joey Schlaffer. At 5.21 of the third, that makes it 62-7 Exeter. And Zach Xavier is going to tee this up out of the hold of Carter Redding. So let's see how he does with the extra point now. Zandier. I guess the snap was high. He pulls it down, and he runs it into the end zone for a two-point conversion. Carter Redding around the left side. Two more points for the Eagles. With 5.21 to go here in the third, it's Exeter 64, Muhlenberg 7. We'll be back with more third-quarter action. This is the Exeter Sports Network. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. We are back here at Exeter. Zach Zandier has it teed up, puts a foot into it. Ball comes down to Muhlenberg at the 20, running left to right, trying to get outside the 25, gets down to the 28-yard line, and that's where Muhlenberg will take over first and 10. Brought down by number 15, Carter Cordura. 
Panzer Stosima, which of course needs special macaroni and cheese left in the concession stand. Look at that, Supplies Rich Carstein's macaroni and cheese being sold in the concession stand. That is one talented young man. He was listening to uh, Metallica in the parking lot when I pulled up today. That would be a Mike Drago question. Those 10 questions. <laughs> what does the macaroni and cheese guy <laughs> listen to pre-game? <laughs> yeah. Muhlenberg has the ball first and 10 on the 28th. There's the handoff, tries to go to the left. There is absolutely nothing doing. Exeter all over him. Big number, 75. But unfortunately, I don't think we have a 75. I think it's one of those um, US guard jersey situations, so. We will find out. I would agree with you. I don't see a 75 on our roster. Nonetheless, that was a fantastic play. Ultimately, no gain. Second and 10, Muhlenberg from the 28. Unfortunately for him, his helmet popped off, so he has to leave the game for a play. Um, but nice job of getting through there and making the play. And, and, and a good-sized young man at that point as well. Yes, he is. Muhlenberg in the gun. Rosario under a ton of pressure. Fires over the middle, but nobody's there. Two Exeter defenders were actually there before a Muhlenberg receiver was there. It is incomplete, third down. And I know you're down by a lot of points into running clock with a lot of throwing the ball here. Just run the ball and, 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 you know, try and get some positive yards. I just don't understand all, all the throwing here. And, you know, Rosetta's doing the best he can, but. Right, and two things, of course, a young offensive line, you can see the pressure that Exeter is getting on them. And in addition to that, no time to throw, so it's a haphazard, quick get it out of my hands before I get hit. And Rosetta just told the tight end to run a crossing route, so. I don't know if we had delay game or timeout here. The official delay of game. Delay of game on Muhlenberg. That'll take him back five more. It'll be third and 15. 64 to seven. I think you can miss the clock at, at this point when they're trying to snap the ball. But the quarterback meets with some players here and tells them what route to run and then they line up and run it. Let's see if 87 runs a cross route, see if he throws the ball to him, or the split guy out here runs a little post route, number 15. Rosario's in the gun, he has it, drops straight back, throws uh -oh. it to the left, it's oh picked off. Gosh. Zach Zandier for a touchdown. Zach Zandier just standing there waiting for the ball, intercepts it. It is 70 to seven, Exeter. Again, just run the football. A 23-yard INT return for number 88, Zach Zandier. And let's see if he doesn't set up to kick the PAT. Well, maybe Carter Redding will want to run it and see what happens. So let's see what happens in this play. Something tells me somebody might have said, just put the ball down. Oh. 
that ball bounced off the center. Um, so maybe Carter Redding knew what he was doing the uh, the first time he was back there holding. Perhaps he did. 1.15 to go here in the third. Exeter 70, Muhlenberg 7. We'll be back with more action after this commercial break. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Penn State Health St. Joseph is here for all your health and wellness needs. We have all the components to get you back to the health you need. Our primary care physicians and specialists see you soon. Our urgent care centers see you quickly. Our emergency room sees you now, and our on-demand app sees you anytime. Whether it's our primary care, urgent care, emergency care, or on-demand care, Penn State Health St. Joseph delivers the best care anywhere. Visit us on the web at thefutureofhealthcare.org. Some scores for you. Conrad Weiser beating Schuylkill Valley 31-14. Exeter kicked off. Muhlenberg brings it back to the 22-yard line where it'll be first and 10 for Muhlenberg from the 22. Yeah, I think that last play, one of those where now just run the football, run that clock, although it's going to run anyway. Correct, and, and you know, they'll, they'll get out of this one play here, but I would run the football here, run the ball in the fourth quarter, get in the bus and go home. Notice they haven't even started the 25 second play yet, the clock, so they're just gonna let this third quarter clock run out. Muhlenberg comes to the line, but we'll see if they even get it snapped. We're at 10 seconds to go here in the third. Rosario in the gun, two receivers left, two right. Someone took a timeout? Something tells me. Oh, there's too many men, too on, the many men on the field. And that's what it is. So first and 15 well, from the 17. The clock will start here, so this should end the quarter. Here's a final, Wilson beating Penn Manor 40 to six. That's a good win for Exeter. That helps them in the power ranking points. That's a good win for Exeter right there. That's the end of the quarter there in the third. Go ahead, Mike, take us out. <laughs> We've got a 77 score at the end of the third quarter, Muhlenberg's ball. And you're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Inhome Oxygen has all the products you need to reduce strain, improve ligament stability, and protect healing tissue. We will work with your orthopedic specialist to treat chronic pain, overuse injuries, sprains, strains, and arthritis. We also offer solutions for injury prevention, pre- and post-surgery treatment, and rehabilitation from the leading manufacturers in the field. No matter the brace you need, Inhome Oxygen offers low and high-impact bracing solutions for everyday activities and sports. Our fit specialists can help you get back to your favorite activities today and experience a better quality of life. That's in-home oxygen and medical equipment on the web at inhomeoxygen.net. Seasons Cafe in Flying Hills scratches your gourmet itch. Chef Joe Church has been serving Redding's culinary community for 35 years with delicacies like sea bass, Norwegian trout, galamad, and the house favorite, sautéed soft-shell crabs. 
Seasons has a TripAdvisor rating of 4.9 out of 5 and serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner Wednesday to Sunday with a Sunday brunch to live for. That's Seasons Cafe in the Flying Hills Center. Check us out on Facebook for hours of operation. We are back here at Exeter. An absolutely gorgeous night. It was beautiful when it started. A little brisk now, but I'll tell you what. this These are the nights that you watch football. Absolutely. And a huge home crowd here. You know, they had the youth organization here at the Pink Out. Um, and when you put 70 points on the board, everyone goes home happy wearing blue and white from Exeter. Or pink as well. Or camo, for that matter. Or camo. Here are some updated scores as Muhlenberg comes out onto the field. In the these are fourth quarter scores. Why am missing 41, Southern Columbia 21. We mentioned that Wilson game 40 to six. Berks Catholic 40, Daniel Boone seven. We'll be back with the rest of the scores after this play. Rosario in the gun. Two receivers left, single receiver. Excuse me, two receivers right, one left. There's the snap. Fakes the handoff, running around right end. There's a, some space for him to run. Let's see where they ultimately mark him down at. Looks like about a, let's say an eight yard gain. We're gonna give him eight yards on it. It'll be second and two for Muhlenberg. Extra continues to shuttle in new players here at the end of every play, so. You know, nice to see guys getting a chance to play, practice all week, get a chance to get the field here, and get a few reps, and, and, and get a chance to just to, to see yourself in the varsity field tonight. Still in the third quarter, it's Conrad Weiser 38. And let's see, the Schuylkill Valley 14. Looks like a first down for Muhlenberg. Well, maybe not. They've uh, moved the chain to indicate first. Now the chain gang is moving to signify a first down. So first and 10, Muhlenberg at the 32-yard line. Rosario's in the gun. Two receivers right, one left. Tries to hand it off, but literally as he gives him the ball, there's three Exeter defenders literally ready to take the hand off as well. It's going to be a loss of about four yards. Led by Dylan McConnell again. He is having a really nice job here. Again, you talked about getting on film, seeing yourself play a little bit, have your coaches see you. That's a great opportunity for him to keep making progress forward to get himself on the field. Call it second and 14 from the... 29-yard line. If I'm Muhlenberg, I'm calling Rosario's number here again. Yeah, that was, you know, they do the RPO, put it in the belly, take it back, run to the right side, you'll probably pick up a jump. He's in the gun, he gets the snap. That's what they do, except this time he's running left. He's got a big hole. Still on oh, his feet. Oh, he fumbled feet. the ball. Yep, he had fumbled the, ball the ball knocked out as he's trying to go for some additional yards. Ball knocked out. And it's Zach Zandier with the recovery, but they may, they may say he was down. They may say that, but they're 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 having a discussion. It's going to be ball, first down and ten. 
I don't think if did the officials make that call official. <laughs> Apparently so. They're switching the football. So call it a Zach Zandier fumble recovery. And Exeter will have it first and ten on the Muhlenberg 42. It was a fumble. He was not down yet as I watched the play. Um, but it, it's in a pile there. You could certainly, you know, ask about what happened there a little bit. Muhlenberg calls timeout. Muhlenberg. 8.36 to go here in the fourth. We'll be back after this commercial message. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Check me out on the good side here. When my baby's on the corner and she's looking so fine. Put one and one together and it blows. Penn State Health St. Joseph is here for all your health and wellness needs. We have all the components to get you back to the health you need. Our primary care physicians and specialists see you soon. Our urgent care centers see you quickly. Our emergency room sees you now, and our on-demand app sees you anytime. Whether it's our primary care, urgent care, emergency care, or on-demand care, Penn State Health St. Joseph delivers the best care anywhere. Visit us on the web at thefutureofhealthcare.org. Umpire, but still. Exeter comes on the field and we'll remind you that this first down brought to you by In-Home Oxygen on the web at inhomeoxygen.net. The handoff for Exeter, he's running around the left end. There's a lot of room to run almost all the way down to the 20 yard line. Gavin Reiking goes off left end. If you had number eight when you were betting earlier in the half, you would have won some money there. You were correct in that call. So they're going to mark the ball at, let's say, the 22-yard line, a 20-yard run for Gavin Reiking. I got to believe Gavin Reiking is a fourth-string quarterback. There's a fake handoff running right. Mason Ritelli fakes the handoff to Reiking, runs around the right end, gets all the way down to the five-yard line where it'll be first and goal for Exeter. Exeter's going to have the ball at the Hillenburg five-yard line, first down and goal. It appears there's a dance contest on the sideline of Exeter with some of the linemen, Kachesi and Richie Karstein and... Uh, Lucas Palange. Ritelli hands the ball off, goes over, left tackle. And there you go, Rotelli faking the handoff, goes around left end, and he is into the end zone. I think the old school record is 77 points, I really do. For some reason, that number sticks to my head. Well, but there is a good chance. Go now, now, <laughs> do you put, go dare, dare I say, <laughs> now, now I'm not I'm not saying anything. Maybe I oh, won't say it. Oh, here we it. go. I know what you're gonna say. No, I won't. Go ahead, say it. Say, say, it. say it. Who's holding? No, no, not who's holding. <laughs> Zach, we unfortunately we saw the ball last time barely get past the line of scrimmage. Do you put Mike Moser in to get the 77 point? I I think we have 12 men on the field here. Yep. Yep, we do. We were gonna run the old 12. Oh, maybe a 13. Let's see. Hold on. Nope, just 12. Just 12. I'm gonna say that they were gonna try the Washington Redskins <laughs> counter tray back in the day. 
Uh, I don't think we have the, the hogs up front there to do it right now. I think so. Well, at this point now, it's a longer kick. I mean, maybe you want to pull is. it here, Carter Reddy, and, and to get it in for two and take 78. This is this is a 25-yard PAT. It's down. Zandir's foot is through wow. it, and he drills it. It is good. 6.27 to go here in the fourth. Zandir's PAT makes it Exeter 77, Muhlenberg 7. We'll be back after this message. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. In-home oxygen and medical equipment are Berks County's foremost sleep apnea equipment specialists. We have a full line of CPAP and BiPAP supplies, including the area's largest variety of machine masks and cushions. Respiratory specialists are on staff to assure proper fitting and explanation of sleep apnea devices. We accept the most insurance companies of any provider in the area. In-home oxygen at 103 Lancaster Avenue in Reading. Call 610-929-2004. In-home oxygen. Exeter has lined up to kick it off. Zandir ready to put a foot into it. He does just that. He's taken at the 15. He's got the 20, the 30, the, just about the 35. Still on his feet to the 40. Gets out all the way to about the 41-yard line. Hit a little friendly fire there. I believe he was tackled by his own man at the 40-yard line. And it looked like it was a rather large individual, too, because he was going north and south and immediately went the opposite direction. Yet down. All right, here you go from Paul Roberts. Burks Catholic beats Daniel Boone 40-7. to Gats throws three TD passes to J.J. Jordan. Caccioni opened the game with a 91-yard kickoff return for a TD. Hey, that's much like the, we did that's here. That's not the, we had 95 here. That's so. right. He also had a one-yard TD run. Saints are four and two. Blazers slipped to three and three, and Burks Catholic has won 23 of its last 25 league games. All right, so Muhlenberg takes the snap, runs to the right, picks up a couple until Exeter gets there, starts pinballing him around. They'll give him a yard, call it second and nine, and they're putting the ball at the 44-yard line. Yeah, if I'm the officials here, I don't even start the play clock. I don't even reset it. I just let them snap the ball when they want, take as much time as they need, and, and, and just let this clock run. Muhlenberg coming out over the ball. Rosario in the gun. Single setback, two receivers right, two left. There's the snap. It's a, a rough handoff. He's trying to run to the left. He gets hit at the 45, still oh, driving. Fumble. The ball comes loose. Oh, Texas ball. Isaiah Choi comes out of it with the football. and unfortunately adding insult to injury for Muhlenberg. Clock running, winding down to three minutes to go here in the fourth quarter. 
We talked about the turnover ratio to start the game. I, I've lost count of the turnovers at this point. But uh, again. Well, at least four. The the two INT pick sixes. Three interceptions, two fumbles and the now. Third so INT, it's, yep. it's five to zero. Uh, Exeter is now plus 11 on the season. And Jungenberg would be minus 11 on the season. And so, again, <laughs> a combination of disaster, but. Um, Exeter trying to get set up on the offense, looking for a player. Well, everyone's just grabbing their helmet trying to run. This is like when you're when you're scoring lots of runs in baseball. It's a fight at the bat rack. Everybody wants to go hit. Everybody wants to get the game here and try to score. Bertelli in the gun. Single setback. Receiver right and left. First and 10 from the 45. Just letting the clock run. I think they're trying to teach Anthony Chasey how to dance on the sidelines here. Joey Schlaffer just showed him something. Now he tried it. Lucas Plant's kind of looking, thinking, I don't know if that's what I want to do. Uh-oh. There's the handoff to the right. He's running left, cutting back against the grain, upfield, running to the far sideline, brought down inside the five-yard line. Got to take a knee here. You, you got to take a knee here. Are we saying that was Alex Panero? I'll bite. He started right, then worked his way with a couple moves to the left, ended up going all the way diagonal to the pylon. Tackled inside the five. And that should be the last play of the game. We're at a minute 15 to go. I don't know what they're doing here. I think Coach, here. Coach Matt Bauer just probably told him to take a knee. Let's hope that's what happened here. We've got a lot of discussion here in the booth as to what should happen right now. Delay a game on the Eagles is what happened. Yep. Well, again, the clock will start. So, oh, they just over 40 seconds. They it's a 20, start the it's clock. It's a 25 second clock, anyhow, play yeah, clockwise. 25 so. second clock. Just take a knee, run it out, and that'll be the ball game. Interesting ball game at that. Absolutely. Should be an interesting ball game leading into next week as well. Without a doubt, just waiting for these final 20 seconds to tick off the clock. Once the final buzzer hits, we'll have some post-game comments for you. Down to five, the fans on their feet, waiting for the final clock to tick off, and there we have it. After four full here in Riften, it's Exeter 77. Muhlenberg 7 will be back with post-game comments. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Seasons Cafe in Flying Hills scratches your gourmet itch. 
Chef Joe Church has been serving Redding's culinary community for 35 years with delicacies like sea bass, Norwegian trout, galamad, and the house favorite, sautéed soft-shell crabs. Seasons has a TripAdvisor rating of 4.9 out of 5 and serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner Wednesday to Sunday with a Sunday brunch to live for. That's Seasons Cafe in the Flying Hills Center. Check us out on Facebook for hours of operation. Well, Mike Exeter comes out tonight, 11 touchdowns. They have a short window to put this one behind them because some challenges are, are ahead. Absolutely. You know, great job tonight by the Eagles. Eight touchdowns in a row in the first half. Two interceptions here for touchdowns in the second half, and then Rotelli runs it in. Uh, 11 touchdowns, as you said. But uh, this can't last very long. The, the story of, of what happens here will be short-lived knowing what comes to town Friday night in the number one team in 5A in the state the number three team in the state overall, and the number one team in District 3, Governor Mifflin Mustangs. And so, again, uh, this is going to be a week where Exeter's got to put everything together in practice. They've got to have the best practice week they possibly can, come up with the best game plan, have to come here, execute. And like you said, we could have saved some of these points tonight and hopefully could have transferred them next week. Well, fans, that's a wrap from Rifton, PA. Thanks for listening to tonight's broadcast. Continue to join us at ExeterSportsNetwork.com for the rest of the football season. Tonight's final, Exeter 77, Muhlenberg 7. For my partner, Mike Boyer, producer Jerry Gulep, I'm Darren Ziner. Thank you for listening to this presentation of the Exeter Sports Network. Have a great evening. Thank you for joining us for Exeter Eagles football on the Exeter Sports Network. The game has been brought to you by Penn State Health St. Joseph on the web at thefutureofhealthcare.org and in-home oxygen and medical equipment at inhomeoxygen.net. Join us next week when the Eagles take on the Governor Mifflin Mustangs at home. You can listen to the game at jgmedia.us. This has been a presentation of Jerry Gellif Media. Good night. <laughs>